0: This is Season 3 of Views of the Bridge, a podcast about your Philadelphia Union. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. You can find all things BGN at bgn.fm. Let's get right to it.
1: Looks like he's lining up for a shot. Jacob it. Who a- is! Oh! oh my god! Gattis. Ray with options. Will
2: cross us in. And it's back! What a slight tackle by Jack Elliott. Back to the shutouts for Andre Blake. Fontana will give it a strike. Anthony Fontana has the go-ahead goal! One of the best teams across the league. But my word, Jim Curtin has pushed all the right buttons in 2020,
1: and nobody will be able to take away the trophy from Jim Curtin and the Philadelphia Union.
2: This is the Five for Five City. Put some respect on our name. Let's go,
1: dude! Good things happen in Philadelphia. Hi everybody, welcome to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the undefeated in Champions League and undefeated in this year's MLS League play, Philadelphia Union. Behind, you know, the one that you like, the other one that you listen to. Um, Hiya, mathematically proven to be most of the time your host, Evan Villali here, joined by a couple of my good friends. Um, First and foremost he's had some really spicy takes recently which is good because Europe has decided to give him plenty of ammunition which I realize is not a gateway for him to start talking about it but I'll live uh, I, I will dare and do if I can coin a phrase it's Paul Katrina Jr.
2: The European Super League sucks it's mm, stupid I don't yeah, like take it
1: there. and is anyone surprised that, that uh, Strand Kroenke of all people like thought of this
2: I think it has everything to do with money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really? This is like weird Paul Katrina being a parody of himself. Yes, Chuck, I'm sorry. No, this actually
3: may have been one of your best openers in a... Mm. Ever? Ever. Ever. You <laughs> um, say ever. That's no, fine. because even like <laughs> um, in throwing to that, you threw me off for a second because you also put Spurs' tagline in there.
1: I did. I did. And I was going to circle around on that by uh, by saying, um, Chuck Booth introduced me earlier to Ryan Mason, who uh, is going to be the Tottenham Hotspur caretaker manager. This is wonderful and tangential. Um, He's going to be Tottenham's caretaker manager. And I got to see the photo of Gary Cahill bashing his skull in with Gary Cahill's skull. um, Which has scarred me in ways that um, I haven't been scarred since something, but I'll I'll get to that later. Chuck Booth is here. Chuck, European-wise, probably not great. Domestically, how are you?
3: No, I mean, honestly, overall, I can't complain. Um, Sure, I
1: mean, you can. Well, no. If only you had a
3: platform to do that. The Super League is terrible, (laughs) but... sure. It's great
2: content. Mm, it yeah, but Chuck, um, Chuck everyone's saying that Super League is terrible. Like you know, it's yeah, just, yeah. Where's
1: the contrarian take? Yeah. You know what, Paul? I think well, I think we should it, check no. in with somebody. I can. Can you give me a second? Yes, I can give you plenty because it's good for MLS. Mm.
3: Yeah,
2: it really is. Yeah. Our it's single city league them. is
1: here, saying
3: we're wonderful.
1: <laughs> we are wonderful. O n e uh, d e r f u l. Wonderful the Big Ten thing.
2: And Justin so like, Ashcraft is here. What well, is up, Paul, my God, I was, with you I was, beautiful jersey. I was, I was look to at that saying, beautiful Icarus jersey you're wearing. We, we Man, have, gorgeous. you have had
1: all these, all these very single non nuanced takes about how bad the Super League is. Hopefully, to be contrarian and to play Devil's Advocate, is your friend and mine, Pittsburgh's finest, Justin Ashcraft.
0: Oh, I'm, I mean, I could be contrarian if you want, but that would be playing Devil's Life. Advocate and not... Not, Not actually revealing my feel. true feelings,
2: and we want
1: you to well, feel. Guys, here. I'm going to come out and say it: the Super League is awesome, and I can't wait for Manchester City to win. in Every just kidding. Uh, just
2: kidding. It sucks.
1: It, it sucks. It sucks. It's terrible. Gross. I mean, my,
0: my, my favorite take of today from myself was uh, <laughs> this has this has Laurie Lachlan uh, getting her daughter into Stanford written all over it. It does.
2: Uh, it Really does. Uh... I Where don't it really does. listen.
0: I can't even win my domestic league, and I can't even qualify for Champions League. But let me buy my way into, uh, yeah, yeah. Let what, what,
1: what if the Champions I, League um, became a league of champions? Did everyone watch there?
3: the the um, Netflix special on that?
2: Yes. Yes. Because I don't it's... have a TV. Well, <laughs> there's we are two looking at you. Two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Visual and audio, visual and audio, but uh, Paul's got some TVs, folks. Paul, Paul Catrino noted. Here's all my monitors when I'm watching soccer. Tweeter, I don't have a TV.
2: I am a wrench. And, and, I am Paul, the I'm also wrench in say, the bicycle wheel that is society.
3: No, but That's, if you're sorry. in your like, um, I just mm-hmm. am ready to scream at a TV over what I'm watching over that on that TV. Um, you should Turn watch the documentary on the. Oh just buying your way into fake athletic scholarships in college
1: story um anyway uh chuck it's fitting that we talked about ryan mason before we went on air because something else that made me want to bash my head against the wall or against someone else was the first half of the philadelphia union playing columbus crew in a game that can be um i don't know readily described as kind of like going to watch a casa game Hey. Because you know it's But y'all what? aren't making okay, but, but people that play Casa are not getting paid money to do this,
2: really. So it was a cluster? This was all of the trappings
1: yes, this was all the trappings of a Sunday league game where like no one okay. knew what they wanted to do and no one could figure out how to play football and there was like a five minute stretch where the ball got turned over about thirty times and somehow ended up with a shot by the union. Um, I'm not
0: gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and defend the Columbus game, and we can we can we can keep discussing I, this if we want. I but will we did, the beat, point. we did beat Saprissa.
3: We also. Yeah. I mean, it's the third game in ten days yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in against the MLS Cup winning Columbus yep. Crew
2: that only got Does it matter better that we in got in the off season. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> Does it so? Like, I'll take the road. The road point's great. Road point's great here. Um, and I think you know, third game in 10 days, I think you're finally playing a team that's like at your level of competition and not hindered by having players <laughs> illegally travel places and then not be able to play or, or whatever that was. And then, um, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're tired, obviously, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I wanted to see either of these teams come out and look. Kind of cohesive,
3: well, that's why you want to see them on actual rest, um I guess and yeah do you want to see the union with um actual strikers and not playing five mil midfielders and pretending like they're not playing five midfielders
1: um I thought he played really well, but I don't think like flock should be the guy that is your pool strings midfield, yes.
2: and Whoa. it was very clear that that can't be the role he he, he has going so forward not, not yet What's, at least.
3: It, it does. It does lead to an interesting discussion, though, because next, as of next week ish, Flock yeah. and Fontana can't stay in the lineup at the same time again.
1: Not in the way that they were in it. No.
3: Flock and Fontana can't stay in the lineup at the same time again. Because no, you can't. None of the other three midfielders are sitting. Not yet. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah no yeah Yeah, Um, so I mean
0: is anybody gonna sit all year long or is this gonna be the starting lineup for every single game going forward? Uh, Jim Jim's just like you know I really like this lineup I don't I don't feel like I need to change it. Sergio Santos can us two games earlier. uh,
3: Those games don't matter. Yeah
1: well he doesn't know that I I would think he
3: does because he made subs in one game and hasn't made it in the others. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. so m- <laughs> For- my other thought about Flock being the the pulling strings midfielder yeah. is I think, I mean, partially what happened in that situation was
1: Jamiro was was-
0: Montero was so good against Saprisa that I think is a, if you're watching tape on that game and going, hmm, who do we need to defend in this next game? Montero is the guy you need to defend and mm-hmm. cut down and chop at and mm-hmm. everything else that Columbus was doing. Um, and Sabrina, both you know they both were doing it. Um, and so I think like obviously then you've got to have a, another playmaker step up. And unfortunately, your other midfielder in Alejandro Bedoya is not a playmaker so much anymore.
3: Yeah. Well, and yeah, and and that's where it was interesting that even after the game. Jim Curtin literally compared Flock to Alejandro Bedoya, in saying he did a lot of things that don't show up on the score sheet. Which, mm-hmm. he's right. He
2: did. Yep.
3: But... Uh,
2: yes, here we go.
3: Um, when you're looking at the balance of that midfield, when you have three guys who aren't playmakers, while I will, I will say... That um, Jose Martinez has come a long way At carrying the ball He's still not great at it But he's come a long way at doing it Um, And Columbus is very clearly Keying in on your one midfielder That is a playmaker Uh, If you can't slide someone back to help them You're not going to have a great time And this was the first game Where the Union have officially missed Brendan Aronson
0: yeah i mean i do think too if you have if you have a like if you if you have a sergio santos who's healthy if you have a Corey burke who's healthy and you're able to slide fontana back to the midfield and 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 maybe drop flock for this game i do think you might potentially have a better game i thought that Just was going to be the this, sub
3: But then Jim Curtin decided that he was going to sub Fontana off (laughs) instead. He was okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that's the problem when you start Fontana up top is you just don't... He can't drop back to the number 10 or or the number 8 or whatever you want him to drop back to. Why can't he? And give as much as what you need him to at that point.
3: But, I mean, if you want to put a striker on, why can't he?
0: I mean, he could. I'm just saying he's not going to have the energy that he would at the beginning of a game... When he's fresh and and starting in that role versus when you're when he's already played sixty minutes as a as a striker, and then you're dropping him back and saying, "Hey, play the mm. eight or ten, yeah I mean he's I, just not going to have the fresh legs,
3: yeah, I get that, but it's like when him dropping back is as much to free Jamiro Montero as it is to get him out of being a striker, i don't get why it wasn't done and It just comes back to, again, the biggest criticism of Jim Curtin and substitutions because you have that. And then also, why did he only make one? Because you would have thought with Pax and Aronson making the squad Mm. that with five minutes to go against Columbus in the first game of the season, why not put him on and see if he can run through the whole team and score a goal because... You don't have anything to lose in this one game against Columbus.
2: Yeah, and it's like I had this one guy who was saying, "I, I don't know. This is kind of like a very big situation for you to throw Paxton in." And it's like, we we put Brendan in Baptism by Fire against Atlanta, mm-hmm. and he megged
3: Brad Guzan. Well, I mean it's not it's not <laughs> like, even a Paxton versus Brendan thing. No, it's no, the no, first no. Game of the that's not even. You know. But it's the first game of the season in a league where seven teams make the
2: goddamn playoffs. Of course. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's like the stakes of this game aren't as high as people need it to be because we objectively have such a difficult schedule to start that, like, yep. no one's really going to expect us to be sitting in that first-place spot where we were sitting last year a few games in. And it's just a matter mm-hmm. of, No, Paxton did not have... If he, can, if he comes into a game, he does not need to do that to be like... We need to pay attention to him. But his fresh legs and being able to just run it, guys, like, he needs to disrupt. There needs to be disruptors in that midfield because Bedoya simply cannot do that all game. And if Jose has to do it all game, he's going to get thrown out of games. And we just can't have him do that because he likes to talk shit every time there's a foul. And most of his tackles are going to be fouls. <laughs> Like, referees are not going to like this guy, and I understand why. Well, referees didn't like this game. No, 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 they did not. I mean, here's
0: my other thought on that, too, is, like, I think my problem with with not putting Paxton or or any of the other 17-year-olds that were on the bench, not putting any of them on the field, is, like, you know, Jim comes out after the game and says they're not ready for a big moment. Well, how are they going to get – if you feel like this is a big moment (laughs) – yeah. How are they going to get ready when we're tied in a playoff game in well, October and it, we need a goal?
1: <laughs> like, you have a nil-nil draw. There's five minutes left. You have four. You have a, an amount of substitutions that is many. Like, what's the worst? The what's, worst thing that happens is you bring in these seventeen-year-olds. Columbus wins a set piece or some shit, and then one of them just doesn't mark their man, and they get a goal, and then everyone's like, "Oh, okay." But it's the first game. Well, and, and, and Glessis
3: already did that during the game. Right? So, like, like...
1: And, and like Chuck was saying, where it's like, if 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 you think this is a big moment, like, wait until you have a big moment. Well, also, like, like I mean... The first Quinn, game of the regular season isn't that consequential in the grand scheme of things. Quinn Sullivan came
3: in, in the first leg against Saprissa. Right. Isn't that theoretically a big moment? That was a, a one bigger lead? moment.
2: That was a bigger moment a than a not, tie in not, Columbus. Not, not to what Jim Curtin just said. It's why I kind of yeah. have an issue with that whole thing with Jim Curtin. I, I didn't really that seemed like a very old Jim Curtinism. And he's grown yeah. so much in this position that I look at these instances of Why are we still having these issues? And then I say we and go, wait a second. It's not not Ernst Tanner that's doing this. It's not the players that are doing this. It's not the culture that we've created here in the Philadelphia Union. It's Jim Curtin. (laughs) It's just always Jim Curtin. And he is the coach of the year. You have to give him credit for last year. You understand his value to this club. This is a lot. And this is a problem with a team that has not a lot of known depth. You don't think this is an important moment? Cool. You should be putting them in there in the first place. But if you do think it is a big moment, create those moments for them. That is what you've been known to do with your homegrowns. You've given them the chance to seize these moments. And for the most part, they have seized those moments. Not always in spectacular fashion. But, like... Consistent and good, and that's what you need. The Philadelphia Union don't have to have outstanding stars. They need good, great talent that play together and can rise to those moments because they're being given the opportunities to go seize those moments on a Philadelphia Union team. Good Lord, um, I I love you, but you said the word
3: moments way too much in that. Because it's um, all moment, about the moment moment. moment.
2: moment. You gotta seize the moment. Be the moment i'm reading uh, fortune cookies i'm sorry i just have so many of them here
3: but li- literally um and you have people who excel in those situations who've been sitting at home streaming the game who've been able to teach them in el seno
2: oh my lord um, how did the fbi not raid el seno's place For he was streaming the game he had the game on in the background. I'm sorry to knock you out, bro. Maybe but he like, had
1: expressed written consent of Major League Soccer before. Maybe he did, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised
3: if the union actually did apply for that on his behalf. Because, like, why not? And his Twitch channels has been... His Twitch channels realistically just done pretty well.
2: It is. It... But my question is, if that's the case, why aren't they promoting that more? Because that is the content people will eat up. If you'll see, like, you don't have to listen to play-by-play. Just watch El face go like,
3: yep. oh.
2: Oh, man, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. That's it for me. I mean, it's game over. I mean, if El doing this every game.
0: I mean, I would have rather listened to that than than Moe do just talk up Columbus for the entire Freaking game, and never (laughs) give Philly any ounce of respect, even though, yeah, whatever.
2: I'm surprised JP
1: didn't. In in. theory, shout out uh, Paul Chuck and I at least. I mean, I, but I do think that Columbus
3: played the better game and should have won. So, like, you can't you can't really blame him when only one team was creating chances truly during the game and may they definitely shouldn't have had a penalty but yeah. they potentially should have had a been playing against 10 men from the 30th minute on
0: i mean sure but I also you know they Oof. went their their 4-0 was in their first leg so <laughs> yep. that's a little different than having no, you know it's, a it's 4-0 in the yeah. second leg and then being able to come to that game fresh so i just I mean, to me, it wasn't it wasn't so much about what was happening during the game. I mean, I, like you know, Mo was Mo was right on about what was happening during the game. I mean, Columbus was the better team. I, I have no problem admitting that. It just seemed like from the get go, before the game really even started or you know kicked off, and I understand they got a chance thirty seconds into the game, I get that. But like it it just seemed like it was like well, Columbus is so good. They've only gotten better. They're the best team. They're going to be the best team again this year. And blah 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 blah. And it's like, okay, but they're also playing against the Supporter Shield but, winning Philadelphia I mean, Union. That who, is... arguably, I guess, have gotten worse. But, like, I mean, we dropped five on Saprisa. So, it's not like we're sitting here like, oh, we had this terrible preseason and then got knocked out of the CCL. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we I mean... did what we were... Like, Saprisa, you can go, that. well, that's not a great win. It's not the best win. They're not the best team. But we we went to Costa Rica, did what we needed to do. We came back to Philly and did what we needed to do there. So, like, I, don't understand, I, don't, I really don't understand, like, I guess, the, like, fear that, you know, and, I, and, I've, and I've seen the predictions. You know, I've seen these guys that have the Union finishing ninth in the East and all this kind of stuff. I, I just don't think the two players that left, three, if you want to count Ray, but, like, the three players that left are, like, are, are like enough to drop us from first in the East to ninth in the East. Well, and that's over the course of the season.
3: And that's fine because it's also really good in these games to see where the national narrative is on the Union. Like yep. we know that the Union even after winning supporter shield are still coming into the season as underdogs. Mm-hmm. And honestly like that's fine. Like I would prefer that. It felt super weird when uh, the Union were being classed as favorites. In the in each leg against Saprissa. And even in the second leg of Saprissa, talking about Columbus, the Union were called favorites again. And I'm just like, I don't want to hear this. Like, I would rather hear you doubting the Union left and right, saying these 17-year-olds can't do it, than saying we're going to go out here and win this game. Um, especially since, like, there are still portions of this team like the central pairing and the fact that Anthony Fontana is still starting at striker that I am not very happy with right now because Mm. um can I mean I like with Jacob Glusdus I'm so conflicted because he quite possibly had one of the best defensive plays that I've ever seen in my life with his like Overhead bicycle clearance <laughs> but he's also had so many of the most boneheaded defensive plays that I've seen in my life with the everything else that he's done and then adding in that he is forcing Jack Elliott to not his natural side and making him a worse defender all of these things just aren't worth keeping him on the field on a
0: regular basis
2: which is why yeah, but I'm
0: not pairing him with Arielle and Colin either.
3: I'm not know, talking I mean, about Colin.
2: I mean, I'm you got Stuart I'm Finley as well. Back. You know, you you went out and signed a, a center back. And and back. This is the position that it is, and I think at least that's a that's an acknowledgement that they miss Mark and they need someone with a similar style. It doesn't have to be the Mark McKenzie replacement, but it needs to be someone who makes Jack Elliott comfortable on that side because he is clearly the better choice of the two.
0: I just I just don't know what Jack's doing on the field right now either. Like, and we could talk about Gleznas, too. I mean, I think Gleznas hasn't proved himself either. And, like, there were too many times where Diaz and Zellerayon were getting behind us. But, like, mm-hmm. those two are going to do that to every team in the league. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. worried about that. i yeah. like, oh, we're so bad. I mean, that's, like, the same thing, you know, the teams that have to go play at LA teams. It's like, well, Vela and, and, and Chicharita are going to get behind you at some point. But, like, it's what you do in those moments. But I, there was too many times for me with both of them, both Gleznis and, and Elliott, Elliot when they were stepping up beyond Martinez, and it's just like you somehow there's got to be the, the communication with the three of them that like if the play is still in front of Martinez, like Elliot's not stepping up to that, no. and, and Gleznis. There was times where Gleznis was doing it too, but Elliot way more, and I was just confused on like what he was doing because it's like then you're forcing Gleznis to draw back. And, like, last year, yeah, you had the benefit of, like, an incredible athlete, Mark McKenzie, who could make recovery runs and all that kind of stuff. But, like, this year you don't have that ability. So, like, you need to sit back and and defend rather than, like, trying to step up and make, make a really but, good step in midfield. This is also where you kind of have to give Elliott at least a
3: little bit of a pass seeing what he's done on the right and the fact that generally
2: if he steps forward –
3: He's stepping forward in a situation in which he needs to because he reads the game so well. That's um, the thing.
2: There's too many situations where he needs to. And that stinks because he's also been forced into the situation where he has to play a number six role. And it's like when you're switching back and forth between those, you naturally do want to step into that space and be the one to like make that pressure. And it stinks that he can't just be the, that right center back. You know, and don't have a comfortable yeah, don't even someone. do me
3: started on that defensive midfield stuff, because he should just never be up there, ever.
2: It's probably messing with his head. It's a positioning thing. When you go through rhythms where you can just stay in one general area in certain facets of the game and you don't have to step forward, it's great. But, like, Gleznus oh. doesn't have that speed to track back on those runs if he gets beat.
0: All of it, really, though, is just communication. And, like, you've got to, you know, Elliot, whatever, you've got to know where Gleznaz is, you've got to know where Kai is, you've got to know where Martinez, you know, you've just got to know where people are on the field. And I think that there was just too many times where they were stepping up beyond Martinez. and And that's fine. I mean, yeah, there are times where you need to and all that kind of stuff. And maybe Martinez needs to read the game a little better, too. But, like, I just think that there's a... I, yeah, I mean, I think Elliott's just got it in his head that he can make these amazing plays and and all that kind of stuff, and he can for the most part. But like too many times, I mean, still Diaz and and Zellerion were getting behind our defenders, and when Kai and Kai and are going to be running up the the flanks all game, then you know as center backs you got to know that you're going to get beat to the
2: outside if you don't stay back. I will say what's perfect about this game is that I'm glad it happened first. And that it's putting these issues under the microscope so vividly now, because it's clear that if there's a communication issue and you think you have a better option, potentially that you went out and bought, that the issue is there's no communication there yet. So if you're putting Stuart Finley into these positions... They could be worse because these guys have really never played together. At least Elliott and Glesniss have a season under their belt. Maybe it's also a re- – like, you know, and uh, you can talk to Bizo as well. You know, I, I am very high on what Nathan Harriel can be, but I do understand that, you know, Bizo is the steady choice there. And I think a lot of these decisions by Jim are coming down to a fact that these guys that are playing have played together a long time. And if it's a matter of once communication becomes clear between these newer guys, then you could start to see some consistent rotation because the whole game plan isn't lost if one guy is lost in the midfield or making, you know, a pressure move at the midfield that is just unfacilitated. And that's where the game gets really sloppy. I just
3: What a pipe dream. Consistent rotation on the Philadelphia Union.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe Matt uh, if, we're
2: not get, there, but... if we're not getting DPs maybe. then shit man we should be doing no. something with rotation I,
1: I think <laughs> from a from a 10,000 view I, I think you see why the union have held on to Blake for as long as they have or why Andre Blake means so much for the union and then I think from the Columbus side of things you, you see why they spent as much money as they did or why they prioritized uh, I guess last offseason or the offseason before that, whenever they brought him in, um, Eloy uh, Room. Because I think at the end of the day, if we're 10 games in and both teams or any team in MLS gets chances uh, like some of the ones that were offered up by both sides, it's a different scoreline.
2: Totally. Totally. The keepers played on their heads yesterday. I think, I think both keepers yesterday. really
1: really won their team's points um which is is maybe why columbus was so successful and why philly was so successful last year um and and you know probably a sign of things to come for both sides um in 2021
0: and so are you saying if evan bush and joe bendick were the goalkeepers in this game that there would have been some goals
1: I think there's also a lot of number one MLS keepers that if they were in this game, hi Matt Turner, it would have been uh, some goals. I don't think he's that good.
3: Um, I mean, you can me now the just say number takes. one MLS keepers, John McCarthy.
2: Oh, don't do that to John. He, oh man, I you can't do that. to me, I, I watched no, you a can't. re. Hey, um, it's okay. okay. We went and to you've the done same that to
1: school. Me now, Chuck.
2: That's, that's okay, we, not get it. Okay. we get it. that doesn't make we it get okay. It. <laughs> your association doesn't make it just okay. And he would probably make fun of himself. I would hope so too, because it yeah, wasn't yeah. great, but anyway, yeah um... and and to your point, Evan, the whole thing with goalkeepers and being that good is that it's not like a fluke. It's not like, oh, he no. made a save. That was lucky of him. No, there's good goalkeepers for a reason. If you have the worst goalkeeper and in the league, you're going to just suck sometimes. And like, that's just the keeper
3: of the year for a reason.
2: Exactly.
1: The other thing I will say is thank God Giasi Zarnes got subbed off after that touch. Yeah. Because <laughs> Bradley Wright Phillips finishes that 10 out of 10. Points.
2: Also, I would like to say, I would like to think that just a storyline this year in general is that Philadelphia will have the upper hand against LAFC because if Jim Curtin's going to make no substitutions, Bob Bradley's going to get really nervous that he hasn't made any and accidentally sub (laughs) off, like, Vela or Rossi again. Oh, good. And I just... I really think that's going to play a key role. Is that what it
1: is? Is that what it was, maybe? Jim saw Bob Bradley do that and went, well, shit, I can't risk that. And so he was just like, I'll keep him.
2: Yeah, unless, like, their leg is, you know, half off. It's... You're staying on the field. We...
0: We don't have DPS to, to to sub into games or sub out it's of true. games.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: You're you right. Know, you're there right. are other teams we'll in say, the league who are playing with four. We, we, but, we have. You f- know, we have f- one.
2: <laughs> Shut up! You you're, you're like hiding your half. <laughs> We one hiding, hiding half your face after you said that is like <laughs> I didn't I didn't say that stop Parker's
1: running out of the room after screaming. We have one DPI. He's right there, sir. He's right there.
2: Look at him. Neighbors are gonna call the police on you. At least we at least we don't play with four though. Yeah um, yeah. They don't roster, they don't the MLS roster
1: compliance. Philadelphia six
3: union. Million, $7 dollars million to um stick him in usl wherever they're where is their second team actually still a usl team i can't really keep yes. up anymore
1: yes they're a league yeah one. they're in in they're oh, league one are they're they league one oh, yeah. i thought they were yeah, in. Yeah. It. okay yeah really great to see uh super happy about it for sure uh matthias pellegrini <laughs> in the third tier of american soccer probably on the same fucking salary
0: No, he is because he's his contract is owned by MLS. So
1: yeah, yeah, all they did
3: was just paid like MLS or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were like, oh here, whatever, we'll keep him. But like, there's no way he lasts through the summer, right? No,
0: there's no way he lasts to the start of the USL League One season.
3: Hey, probably not. It's free money for him to not really do anything except live live in Miami.
1: Yes, and like stunt on some seventeen-year-olds. Oh.
3: Good for him. Um, Must be nice. Speaking of rosters, <laughs> yep. Mytash Orvex on loan yeah, to dead,
2: nowhere. Right?
1: Loan to nowhere. That'll be fun to That's see what happens. Where yeah, is he? Going? He's
2: not. No, he's not a real person, guys. I, I really hate is to break it to you. I did some digging. That okay. was a, the um,
1: the the sexy season. Video is a deep fig. I mean, I did some
3: heavy (laughs) searching after finding out, thanks to Twitter, that he was listed as on loan on the MLS website. Sure. And there is not even the slightest rumor of Orvets going anywhere at all. Not one place. And it's funny because it's like he had at least good highlight videos before joining the union um and then has done absolutely nothing since i would love to see a
1: highlight video of matt just like hitting the snooze button on his alarm
0: (laughs) i gotta i got a theory i think he's on loan to philadelphia union too okay which is not really a team right now because they don't have a competitive place to play
1: yeah,
2: I just don't think he's a real person. I think it's the I am. Um, I watched a little it's... bit of the
1: Academy U15s play whoever they played over the weekend because it was on YouTube, and I think he might have been on the field.
0: I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, not playing, just there. <laughs> he, was re- was the, he was refereeing He was Yeah, he was the, the center game. referee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good for him. Uh, Can't wait for him to pop up when they play FC Delco tomorrow at 5 p.m.
0: <laughs> for FC Delco. <laughs> No, that will be all right. Not for the Philadelphia Union, too. For, yeah. for <laughs> yeah. FC Delco.
1: He'll play for any other academy.
0: He's on loan against to the FC Union. Adelga.
1: Yeah, he's like their ringer. <laughs> anyway, what's this podcast? Oh, right, people that play on the Philadelphia Union. That's <laughs> wild.
3: Whoopsies. <laughs> well, I mean, we still, uh, still care about if, our team that doesn't play anywhere, that has players loaned to them that also don't play anywhere.
0: If uh, this is a thing... Like if this continues, is this like the worst signing in no Philadelphia? And- no, because no, he's not close. been actively
1: destructive.
0: I just feel like we we spent no. a lot of money for nothing. Like we didn't no, give well, a single minute of play. But that's you why spent a lot of money Kevin for net credits. neutral.
1: Yeah, kinda. Yeah, that'll be. They'll be like, as everyone knows, we traded Kevin to Atlanta for a third round pick, and we'll be like, oh shit, all right. <laughs> did we yes, get that everyone? Mu- knew did we that. get that much for? Him? I I don't think so because it was probably... it was a
3: handshake it was a handshake agreement of um, don't draft any of our players in the expansion draft and then he yes. hit a free kick yeah, for them right. and it was
0: sad and yeah. then we sold and then we sold that draft pick so who cares <laughs> this is this is fun but, I'm glad
1: we're yeah. I'm glad we're doing this hey uh, in Miami next Saturday Well, we Miami
3: did next. play another game that we won by a lot to a little
1: that's yeah it's fine it's good play great killed Saprissa. <laughs> if that team would like to show up this Saturday that'd be cool
0: I mean I think it was a good it, I mean it's just good to see right I think yep. Montero had a really good game you know if he can if he can bring that play in MLS then I think we're looking good um you know going forward and I think he'll he'll be able to look good but you know who knows I mean I, I realized Saprisa was at not at full strength. In any way, shape, or form. Nope. Um, But hopefully, you know, hopefully he can continue that sort of play. Um, If he doesn't just keep getting chopped down and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, and I mean, and it's it's still just good to see the Union just put their foot down on a team that's weaker than them. Because these are games that they would find a way to stupidly draw... But, no, they went out and scored four goals. So, that's
0: just really good in itself. Yep. I would like to see Casper finally score one from his feet, but, you know, whatever.
3: He can score any goal he wants with his head as long as he hits 17 this year so Paul can shut up.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Good job saying that after he left.
3: Yeah, I feel like That 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 was
1: good. Oh, of course. Good timing. Uh, do we ha- speaking of? Do we have anything else?
0: I don't think so. Do we want to do predictions for Miami next week?
1: I guess. Yeah. Um.
0: Uh, I didn't like what I, like what I I didn't
3: like what I saw from them at all against um Miami. Yeah, against the because ga- I, I watched their entire game against LA Galaxy. Yeah, they it was they didn't terrible. care about the ball at all. Um, yeah. I. I mean, assuming that the union you, you don't rotate preparing for Atlanta, which I don't think rotation is in Jim Curtin's vocabulary. Cons- it is yet to be proven. Um, considering uh, there have been no changes in the starting eleven yeah. for three games straight. Yep, um. It. I mean, I would hope that there's one change to the starting eleven because you you would hope that Sergio Santos is ready to start a game by this point you would really hope um but if not even even if not i can't see why they don't 2-0 enter miami
1: yeah um i i think you can really get leandro gonzalez perez in the trouble given that he wants to find it apparently um
3: was that the quickest? Yeah, I, was that I, the quickest yellow in MLS history? Because it was damn
1: close. Uh, yellow, probably, maybe, but man, he did bad. Um, and then I, I think, yeah, I think I think you can you can take advantage of, of Phil Neville tr- still trying to figure out what this club wants to be or can be, um, because I think one of the benefits of having a coach that's been around in the same club for so long with A fair bit of the same guys for so long is that you just know what you are and you know your brand of soccer and you can kind of come out and play that against Inter-Miami and I I think I think the union can win here Um, especially at home get the fans you know meaningful game and then I think you need I think you're more likely to get points here against Inter-Miami than you are sandwiched on either side of playing Atlanta in the Champions League so, I think you should go and try to get them pretty quickly two two One, Three, two. one of those
0: yeah i would I mean i would Did agree score? i would agree with you, i think like this is you know it's it's not do or die it's we're still early no. in the season this is it's okay if you lose like whatever, but I do think like we uh, you know coming home uh being in front of fans for the first. Time? I mean, second, for second, time? Second, time, second time, second time, I guess. Second time, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. I do think, you know, I think, not that, not that that had a big. Obviously, that did not have a big. Uh, it did not seem to bother us last year at all. That there wasn't fans in the building, we seemed to be okay sure. by, uh, yeah, you know, maybe. winning winning games or or at least tying games at, <laughs> you know, at Subaru Park or PPNL as uh like Google still says. Um, yep, but. I think, like you know, Subaru Park obviously has been a, a safe haven for us, and I feel like you know we can we can go there and do things. And so I would hope that we're able to
1: go there and do things.
0: Go there and do things. Um, so That's I, it. I think I think we'll we'll win two two one or three two or something like that. Yeah, I would agree with you.
1: Great. So I think go there and do things is going to be the title of the episode. Um it might be. It it, it be. should be. Um we'll end it there. Uh thanks for thanks for listening. If you have any takes on you, yes, you. Have any takes on on uh, on that game against Columbus or the incoming one against inter Miami or the incoming one against Atlanta or the other one against Atlanta? Um, let us know at VFTV Pod. Also, if you think you know where, if, if you think you know where Matej Oravec is, let us know. We'll play "Where in the World Is Matej Oravec" at some point. Um, soon. Did I pronounce his name right? Does it matter? Is anyone going to fact check me on a guy that's never played for the team? Probably not.
3: Have you watched this Union fan base? Someone will fact check you.
0: We've yep. we've been fact checked on our
1: yep. pronunciations wait, wait, wait. of people's yep.
0: names. It's fine.
1: Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, that's fine, it'll be fine It'll be by El sister (laughs) Randomly Anyway, we'll get out of here, I'll stop talking
0: Deuces (laughs) Bye everybody Thanks for listening to season 3 of Use in the Bridge You can find us all over the internet Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter At VFTBpod Thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your grouper team at roughneckscarves.com. We are also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at IcarusFC.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at dsgntree.com slash vftv for our latest merch, or you could just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash VFTVpod. Thanks for your listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at BGN.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Katrina, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.